So I was thinking, Maggie, I've been doing the positivity thing so long. I think I'm going to change my approach and I'm going to start being a negative speaker. <laughs> Love you know, it. Like that idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I've been like dedicating my life to positivity <laughs> for so long and it doesn't seem to be making that big of a difference. Like there's still so much negativity out there. So I figure like if you can't beat them, join them, right? So I'm sending this to all your clients. <laughs> Sending this to I don't all think, your upcoming speeches. Yeah. <laughs> every I don't th- every pre-booking call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change me. your answering machine to play that clip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as if I could turn it off, you know, as if that was somehow something I'm putting on for effect, just choosing to be positive. I mean, yeah, I've got to be who I am, and that's just me, Mr. Motivation. I, there was a, a video I posted on TikTok, and it was about meaning and finding meaning in your life. And there was a comment about the fact that life is truly meaningless. Oh, wow. And I don't, I just don't know how to go there. And I don't know how to help somebody who does. But anyway, maybe this podcast will be one of those tools that could help if we get into it. So you want to get into it? Yeah, let's roll the intro music. Roll that intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads. Actually, I know exactly what that person needs. There is actually a job called professional cuddler. Professional cuddler? There is. Professional That's true. cuddler. Yes, it's a thing. That, that guy, I don't like know if that gives job. life meaning, though, to someone who believes life is meaningless. I don't know if it uh, must oh, be a yeah, really good cuddle. His point was that existence, like you can think life is meaningful while you're here, but then at some point when you, we all die. And once you, your life is over, then the purpose of your existence is over and it re- is revealed to be completely without meaning. Which um, is not true. Maybe not some people. I disagree more. I know. Yeah, that's, I, right. Let's see, that's what I I'm saying. that I disagree. You know, his point, I mean, my point is that like what you do when you're alive matters because the imprints and impressions of who you are and how you've lived will extend further than you'll ever know long after you're gone. You don't have to know exactly how. I just have to believe that that is the case, right? Yeah. Otherwise, why would you do anything? Exactly. Speaking of good things doing on earth, guess what I did? What did you do? I started a book club. Oh, awesome. Nice. I started a a club that is books to movies. So we read the book and then we watch the movie of it. Isn't that exciting? How do That's you know somebody's really, really read the book instead of just watched the movie? Hmm? Because I, <laughs> I trust them. They're good people. It's only three of us right now. Um, do, you, and yeah. do you talk about the book first and then like watch the movie afterward? So you're asking questions that should be asked in later stages. <laughs> <laughs> this happened last night. I've ordered the book. It'll be here soon. Um, the first book... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to read it, and then I think we're going to be those annoying people who you watch movies with, and they're like, oh, well, in the book, this, <laughs> yeah. and I, like, I always get so upset by them, but if it's just us together, we can do that. Um, in the first What's book the we're first reading, book? Yeah. it's called The Summer I Turned Pretty, and it's a trilogy. Mm. Um, it's written by the same author who wrote To All the Boys I've Loved Before, I think, and the movie comes out late June, so it's going to time out perfectly. Nice. Fantastic. That'll be great. Well, let me know if it's worth reading for me. Probably may not be my style. I don't know. The summer I, I turned pretty. 
I kind of yeah. remember that summer. <laughs> yeah, I'm I still waiting on it. it. <laughs> I, uh, <yeah. laughs> I kind of remember that summer too. Although it was minus, mine was a winter break. Really? <laughs> well, I all the, all that happened was I got my braces off. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I remember a boy I liked at the time. I was thinking about this yesterday. What a rude thing this was for him to say to me. But I I had liked him for a long, long time. And this was right after I got my braces off. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I noticed when you got bra- your braces off, I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. As if, like, I wasn't cute with my braces <laughs> on for the past You were a different kind of cute. You were always cute, though. I appreciate it. But I was like, that's such a mean thing to say. To be like, oh, yeah, I noticed you once you got your braces off. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, better it, than saying, like, you look better with them on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos. The voices you're hearing are Dad and Mags and Mom, who's in the studio as well. And we're here to just talk talk about real life in real time, what's going on for us, what we're thinking about, what we're working on. We're going to tell some great stories, answer some questions that we have. Mom's brought some questions in today. I can't wait to find out what's on her mind. And also, we have Eddie, who's editing the podcast. Basically, what he does is he cuts out all the swear words. So (laughs) after the podcast is over recording, he just takes those out. And then then it's the wholesome podcast um, that you know and love. But um, anyway, so other than than a book club, Maggie, what else have you been up to since we last spoke? Moving. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't know why. So luckily, moving's not crazy, crazy difficult for me because I don't own much. Like when I moved That's out good. here, I moved to a fully furnished place. So nothing there was really mine except for a select few things. Um, however, that means I have to buy things. And why is everything so expensive? Yeah. Everything's so expensive. Oh, my goodness. Well, part of it is right you're now, in L.A., you're in California. That, no, but I'm ordering things online, Dad. Oh. <laughs> so, no. But they know you're in really. California, no. so they're inflating the prices. Nope. Nope. Tax. I don't think, I don't think you're fully not. factual on that. But um, yeah, Well, we've said it before. Don't rely on this podcast for all your factual data. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or any of it. But, <laughs> but right now, I'm actually waiting for my mattress to be delivered. So if in the middle of this podcast, I go, hold that thought, and I run to the door... And you hear some people carrying a mattress in. That's what's happening. Fantastic. Yes. And um, I will be at your new apartment in just a couple days. I can't wait. I'm going to be flying out there to see you. And this is the first podcast that you've recorded from inside your new apartment. So you you can see it's very decorated. (laughs) Well, it looks like a white screen behind you. Is that a white screen or it's just a white wall? It's just a white wall. We're going to put some like art on it. Um, but well, yeah, it'd be good for wall. auditions as is. Well, I use a blue background usually for auditions. It's just easier for color correcting and kind of makes you pop. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I could if I needed to. That's really great. <laughs> That's really awesome. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to help you move and maybe we'll pick up some things that you don't have to buy because maybe I can help you with that on behalf mm-hmm. of mom and I. What do you Everyone's- really need? Like we uh, have everything, pillows. but we're on the opposite coast, so that's yeah. the problem. We I, have the opposite I'm, problem. Yeah, we have too much now. We're trying to downsize, but I think we're going to have to just um, rent a truck and drive it to California with a bunch of stuff for you. That sounds no. good. No, no. <laughs> um, I do need pillows, though. I need two pillows for sleeping, or just one. I really only use one pillow. 
We'll figure Sounds it out. Good. One year's five. Day. <laughs> I know you guys. Literally. I never understand how people use so many pillows. Well, Mom uses I've, a lot of I, pillows. I have. She injuries. has a whole system. I, I you use a good bit of pillows too. Two. two. I've got, and I only needed one until mom told me, you know, turn me on to the butt pillow. <laughs> the butt pillow is the one. It's a knee pillow, but we call it a butt pillow. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we do. <laughs> Maybe you need some therapy about this, or we do. You, you put it under your legs. Yeah. No, I mean, I need therapy, but not necessarily about that, about some other issues in life. And, you know, um, and just in general, I've been feeling really burned out and stressed out. And yes. that's maybe where that whole negativity thing came in. Yeah. A little bit of overload. I got to tell you, I've just had a lot on my mind. We had a really freaky night last night. Mom woke up with the um, at one twenty in the, in the even morning, early morning, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh my gosh, she's running up. We've got s- s- squirrels in our attic." <laughs> and because there was these this chattering above our head. Yeah, we've never had a squirrel in the attic. In fact, we intentionally cut the branches so they couldn't get on the roof. So I don't know how it got in there, but um, he's got to move out. Yeah, and so at that moment, I'd only been asleep a couple hours myself, and I couldn't go back to sleep because my brain started just racing with all these thoughts about issues I'm dealing with and the book that I'm writing and whether I like it or whether <laughs> it's going to work. Not personal work, work. <laughs> so it was now the squirrels in my attic that were racing around. <laughs> and so, listen, I mean, if you f- are feeling that way, if you're feeling stressed out or burned out, you're not alone. I mean, um, and in fact, we might associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel this way, burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. I've experienced that so many times where you can be over-stressing about something and literally the second that you actually speak it, a certain amount of that stress leaves because it's out there. It, like, it tends to build so much in your mind when you just keep it in and having someone to talk to about it really does make such a difference. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't actually have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Wholesome. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wholesome. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. They've been a great sponsor for a long time and also a great help to Mm -hmm. our family, as the name would imply. So check them out for your family or for your need or for your businesses as well. I actually talk to uh, more and more companies now that provide these types of services, and I often mention BetterHelp to my clients so that they can consider that for their team. Great way to support your your people. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they use our code. I'll make sure they do. Yeah, that's a good point. If you use our code, it's kind of like telling the sponsor that you found them on the podcast, which kind of gives us a little bit of a uh, closure in terms of that relationship. And it helps them, you know, know that you found us that way or that found them that way and that you appreciate their sponsorship as well. So thank you for doing that. So real quick, real quick, I I, I have my allergies. I thought you were going (laughs) to say your mattress is here. No, 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 no. no. I have to blow my nose. (laughs) Okay. 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 Maggie's okay. gonna blow her nose. 
Something else exciting happened this week, Maggie. I reached the seven gallon mark. What? For seven gallons, gallons of milk. Seven gallons of milk in one sitting. No. Yes. Seven <laughs> gallons of blood donated oh. with the American Red Cross so far in my lifetime. Mm. That's pretty, it's a, a lot. lot of blood. Not at one time. Not at one so time. That's, <laughs> How much blood, Maggie, do you think is in the human body? Take a guess, because I was curious about that, and I looked it up. Mm, three pints. Mm. Oh, no, more than that, because they, they take a pint. From oh, them. okay, okay, wait, wait, <laughs> let me re- reevaluate that with that new information. 15 pints. I want to guess, too. I'm going to say 40. I, I know the gallons. I know, the, I know oh, it relative to okay, gallons. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to say 30 gallons. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 18 gallons. I don't no, know. What's it's it's 1. 1.2, <laughs> 1. 1.2 gallons of blood. Oh my gosh, that would be a horrific murder scene. It's like a 55 barrel barrel blood. Well, I was thinking about like when you hear about people doing surgery, I'm like oh yeah, they had to give him like nine pints of blood. Well, I guess they never 1. gave him 1.2 to 1.5 for bigger people who have more blood. So oh, I've yeah. given blood that would support creating <laughs> at least like five other people. Oh, nice. Anyway. In the creation Had you done of the that before we people? started dating? Well, if you're like, if they, you're filling them up from scratch. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, what exactly is your role Like a Frankenstein monster. Did you ever donate blood before we started dating? Yeah, or? I started oh, okay. donating blood in college. In my dorm room, in my freshman year of college. In your dorm room? <laughs> yeah. Honey, oh, like, that's <laughs> Not in my dorm room, but I was <laughs> staying in the dorms, and on the quad, they had a blood drive, and uh, oh. a bunch of me and my friends did it, and they were like, you know, afterward. <laughs> it's like your friend giving yeah, you my roommate homemade tattoos. A- hey, I'm going to draw your blood, and... <laughs> Yeah, Dad's roommate was like a pre-med major and was like, yeah, yeah. I, just, I have an idea. He, just for class. Yeah, practice needle, needle sticking <laughs> in my arm. Uh, oh my no, that was, that's when I started donating blood. And then I, no, I realized I was O negative. See, I told you, I'm, I'm negative. I'm like O <laughs> negative kind of guy. And then um, that was good because that's the universal blood. People can receive it. So Which is that a made positive. it important. Yeah. to me to give more regularly. So after that, I made it a commitment. And I haven't been super committed to it. Lately, my iron's been kind of low, and I had to kind of bring my iron back up by eating a little differently before I could give blood again. Uh, and there are a lot of people who can't give blood at all. So that's why I figure, like, mm-hmm. it, because I can and because it's useful, I should. That should be, like, one of the things that I do. Absolutely. To find a little meaning. Yeah. Mom used to do phoresis, which was, what was that process all about? Um, it takes the blood platelets out of your blood for cancer patients. And mm. so it, there's a mosquito trying to get me. And so um, it, it is kind of the, what you're doing now where they're taking double amounts of platelets. or mm-hmm. Well, they're taking, uh, what are they taking out of yours? They take out the whole blood cells. So basically they take out a pint of blood and then they separate it from the uh, plasma they keep the red concentrated blood platelets and they put the plasma back in my body and then they take out another pint and okay. then they do it again. So it's a double red donation. It's like giving two pints of right. blood. Right. So platelets, it's like they take all of that out and then they just take out the platelets and then they put the, the blood back in the other arm with the saline. So you start getting kind of Tingly. Feeling cold and tingly. Yeah. Sometimes your it's nose a weird will feeling. itch. It's and pretty trippy. Yeah, but back when I first, I mean, I I did it 
a lot before you and I got married. And you, they would hook you up to two needles. So you'd take it out of one arm, run it through the machine, take the platelets out, add the saline, put it back in the other arm, and it would take two hours. But then mm. they developed the spin machine, um, and it would cut that in half. Man. But now they won't let me donate because I lived in Europe in the 80s when there was mad cow disease. And even though nobody in the world has ever gotten mad cow disease that um, I'm aware of, and they kept telling me, keep checking because we don't think this is going to stay on here forever. Um, but what they've never taken kidney, it off. What about your kidney, though? The fact no, that kidney, kidney. I know. That's why I said. I'm like, I lived in, in Germany in the 80s, and they're like, we don't care. We just want your kidney. They flush all the blood out of the kidney before they give it to the recipient anyway. So, have you ever yeah. given blood, Maggie? I have not. I I got that tattoo when I was 18, so I yeah. couldn't for four months after that. Actually, it might only be two months. Um, three. I think it's three. I've I read that. I, made, I paid close attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that long. Um, no. But, yeah. Maybe you could do it with your book club. It could be the Book and Blood Club. See, but it's already book, movie, and possibly crochet club. So, like, I might just <laughs> okay. have to start a new club. You know what I mean? Mm. Yep. Like, is it is it really a club if it's just your friends doing everything? <laughs> or are they it just could be, your friends? It could be bleed and read. It's, ooh, bleed and <laughs> read, read is fun. Bleed and read is fun. Yeah. And knit and sit and watch a movie. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> We don't knit, though. We crochet. It's a common misconception. Sorry. So speaking of things you can do, did you know that you could also be an online dating ghostwriter is another job position people have? Online dating ghostwriter? Yeah. So for people who want to be on an online dating site and they have a really good personality, but they can't write that. They don't know how to describe themselves or whatever. They or they don't a, have a good personality. Or they don't, <laughs> but you want to hire a dating uh, ghostwriter to write your description and make seems you sound like fun and exciting. Uh, maybe, but, you know, sometimes it seems a it's easier like to have somebody else describe you than it is to describe yourself. Mm. So. so you got a story, Maggie? I do. This week, I did something really, really cool. I went okay. to go watch a movie at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, oh, fun. And they project it on the back of Paramount Studios. Um, and we watched Back to the Future. <gasps> that oh, sounds how so cool. Fun. Right? It was very, very cool. We. We had blankets and everything that we were laying on. We we had to get there early to get good spots, so we had card games and everything that we were playing beforehand. And we um we walked around a little bit. This is a very famous cemetery. Um, Michael Jackson is buried there. There's a, oh, wow. a lot, a lot of old Hollywood celebrities there, and we were we were making jokes about how some of the some of the graves were like wild. There was this one that was a pyramid that it's it's relatively new, so we imagine it's gonna be like a family thing. Like like the whole family goes in. Um there was this other like really nice mausoleum, and then there was this one that had a river in front of it, like a whole pool. Um wow. and we were like, who <laughs> 
it, who made these? And and is it like a one up each other thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> was it like they were they were all like studio executives of different like rivaling companies, yeah, and then we're like, exactly. you know what? I got this amount of land. I'm gonna build this, and it is it was wild. It was really really cool though. I think you'd really enjoy both of you seeing a movie there. It was really awesome. That How often do they cool. show movies? Um, only throughout the summer, uh, Saturdays okay. and Sundays. Yeah. And you were invited by a friend or how do you hear about these things? Is there always kind of cool stuff happening in LA? It's yeah, it's public knowledge. Um, it's, it's run by this thing called like Cinespia. Um, and they have different events, but the graveyard one is kind of one of their coolest is what I've been heard, would have been told. <laughs> and so, yeah, my friend who's been, uh, a lot of times she invited me and we got a little group of friends together to go. Well, that's a great movie. That's one of the classics. I forgot. I think that one might be one of my favorite movies. I forgot how perfect that movie is. Yeah. It's perfect. It's a great movie. It's literally perfect. Well, it's very familiar to me. That was the first movie I started showing when I was a projectionist in a movie theater. (laughs) Yeah. And, And so I watched the start and the stop and the end of that movie hundreds and hundreds of times because it ran forever in 1984 yeah. and it, it would just you'd thread it in the machine and get it started and so the whole beginning with the ticking clocks mm-hmm. and then the end of mm-hmm. course with the back in time it was like yeah it was yeah. so fun and and I remember that being such a huge movie of my childhood mm-hmm. um and I remember for the longest time, you guys were like, no, she can't watch the second one because it was a little more a little more grown and everything. And I was like, well, that means I have to watch it. And then the second <laughs> one actually ended up becoming one of my favorites. I think it's so cool to go into the future, which we actually already lapped because it was set in 2020. <laughs> and now it's 2022. How crazy is that? Still no flying cars. <laughs> no flying but, cars. But yeah, no, Blade, we saw Blade so Runner bad. the other day. <laughs> And their projection of 2019 was flying cars, and you know, mm. we were all, we're always overly ambitious when we think about our future. Yeah, that's why I said like they yeah. need to. When you're making a futuristic, you need to make it like 30, 40, you know, not not just 20 years into the yeah. future because yeah, <laughs> we're it not gives as us advanced as we were in the industrial revolution. Exactly, something to work toward. Yeah, I remember Elon Musk. I read one of his, uh, and the first book about him when Tesla was starting to really get huge. It was a, like, it's just called Elon Musk. And he was saying, like, all these great minds, these brilliant people who are alive on the planet right now are like dedicating their lives to finding how do I make you click this button more quickly? Mm. And, and he's like, it's, it's such the wrong approach for the, the intellect of our country. It's like, mm, we wanted yeah. flying cars and you're giving us faster clicks. It's like, yeah. that's not the, the way it should be. But yeah, back really to the future. We do want to know that, that the answer to that. How do we get more clicks? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, that's terrible. But how that's in regards terrible. to how a podcast do does... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so true. Subscribe, like, by the way. If you're listening to the podcast and you like it so far, subscribe, yeah. tell your friends, grow the podcast. Yeah, episode 49. And this is probably the second time we've ever said, hey, hit that subscribe <laughs> we forget. button. Mainly we just do this for us, but we also no, do it for don't. you. Subscribe so. and then go make a flying car. Yes. So anything else with that <laughs> night, that story? Anything else interesting happen afterward? Or um, I went home. I went to sleep. I, I had a vegan burger, 
Well, actually, while you were sleeping, that's amazing. (laughs) No, we, my friend Molly and I, we grabbed um, some this place called Monty's. You you'd like it. It's vegan burgers and chicken sandwiches. Uh, It's just kind of it's not great for you. It's like fast food, but it's vegan. So we got that before, so we could eat it while we were waiting. It was super fun. Excellent. Well, we had an interesting week here, other than the squirrels in the attic piece, which was interesting. Um, I shot my weekly video twice this week because the first time I shot it, I it was like early Sunday morning and I got it in the can, did the whole thing. And then a couple of days later, I started to look at the footage. <laughs> and you know, when I go out and I shoot these things, it's at first light of dawn. And so I don't really see that great, I guess. And I'm looking at my phone to look at the video. It sounded really good. I looked at all the clips, but then when I blew it up and looked at it on the bigger screen, I actually had a little booger in my nose <laughs> in, in all of the shots. Thanks for sharing. And I was like, I can't put this out. So I had to redo it. But then I decided oh, to one up wow. it. And so I went to a much cooler location to Arabia Mountain and I shot that video there. So that's the next one that's coming out. And the moral of the story is check your look nose. Look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Blow your nose check like your Maggie did. Check your zipper and check your nose. Yes, and- indeed. <laughs> It might be time for me to blow my nose again. But I was thinking about a story I could tell you that's even way more embarrassing and interesting than that story of the booger in the nose. And that was the time, (laughs) Maggie. do tell, do tell. That my tooth fell out while I was speaking on stage. My front tooth actually fell out of my face while I was speaking in front of a live audience in Minneapolis. Did I, I tell you this story? Have it on video. Yes, you, I remember yes, this. Yes, we do. Okay, you remember this. Did and you keep it, the tooth? Did you find it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I have the video. But I don't think I'm going to ever necessarily show that video. That's What I think I'm going to do one day is I'm going to do a speech for speakers at National Speakers Association, and I'm going to show that speech because there's a, like all of these pivotal moments within that story of me recognizing what was happening and then what started actually happening and then how I handled it. And it could be a very interesting lesson that I think other speakers would learn from. And they would be like, no matter what happens to me on stage, at least my tooth never fell out on stage. Um, but yeah, to understand like, like how that happened, I guess, you know, the first thing is to understand is like my history of teeth. I had chipped, (laughs) I had chipped teeth when I was a kid. I got hit in the front of my, uh, teeth once by a can um and then and then another <laughs> flying time, cars and flying cans flying <laughs> the can. cars have not been invented and though. then the second time that was really bad i jumped up uh, I, was, I was basically like goofing around horseplay at this summer camp kind of thing on a wooden basketball floor and i jumped up to try to kick this one guy just kind of like not really trying to hurt him but just kind of like play fighting and he grabbed <laughs> my foot which kept my feet in the air and my face fell down and hit the ground and cracked my tooth. And that one was bad because I needed a root canal. So I had this really painful surgery, had a root canal, had um, temporary caps, I had braces, I had a headgear. <laughs> Ooh, he was a catch. I had gum surgery <laughs> twice. And then when I was an adult, I finally got my teeth sort of fixed because you know, all those teeth, those were really kind of young teeth where I got them hurt. So my teeth were kind of littler. So I got like grown up teeth finally when I got to be an adult, got my teeth a little bigger. So people who say, oh, you've got a beautiful smile. It's like, yeah, that's After because we I spent married. thousands of hours, maybe not thousands, but many hours <laughs> sitting in a chair, staring at a ceiling, getting my face worked on. So, so these are 
crowns up front. No problem. So I'm in the middle of my speech, <laughs> 30 minutes in, and I start to feel this little like wiggling sensation in my, my front of my mouth. The tooth is starting to move. And I was like, oh, no. Like, like <laughs> what's happening here? And it took me a minute to process. My teeth is loose. But that's okay because it's still in my mouth. My teeth, my tooth, my tooth, <laughs> my tooth is loose, and <laughs> and then, but I was it's still in my mouth at this point. And so at this point, Maggie, I just start talking very carefully. Like I don't want my my lips to touch my tooth and make it any looser than it already is. Oh my gosh! And so I was talking really weird to begin with, thinking. <laughs> I just need to get through the rest of my speech. And it's only like halfway in, right? Yeah, I'm li- not even. I'm like 25 minutes in to an hour speech. And I was doing the whole juggling analogy thing with the, like going from three balls to four and then four to five. And so I had some props in my hand and I'm talking about patterns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you went on and on and on with yeah. this. And so I'm holding four balls and I'm walking back toward the lectern and my tooth literally flies <laughs> out of my mouth. Oh I my catch gosh. it. I catch it in my hand. And no one else saw it. You happen. can see it on the video sure? if you're looking. Are you sure? Well, people couldn't register it because it was so little. Even though I was on the screens, I was on like big screens. Big eye. But I catch it and I play it off, and I just you could hear it because there's a mic on the lectern, and so I drop it on the top of the wood, and it just goes like tick 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 tick. Like you hear the tooth hit the wood, which is another kind of funny mo- moment. And then I um, I keep going, but now I have no tooth in my mouth, and so I kind of like. Facing sideways, they turn this way, <laughs> turn this way. I'm kind of like blocking out the audience so they can't really see what's going on with my mouth. And I was thinking, I don't know what to do here. If I could just get to the blackout, then I can think clearly without the consciousness of like everybody's looking at me. So in my speech, I go to a, like a blackout moment where all the lights go to nothing, and I juggle these lighted balls. And so I got to that moment, and then the lights went out, and I was like finally relaxed. I was thinking for a second, like. Can we just leave the lights off for the rest of the speech? Can I do that? Oh my gosh. And while he's thinking all of this, he's still talking. He's still delivering his speech, but he's having a completely different conversation in his brain. And my and my words are coming out a little weird because I don't have a tooth. Yeah. Sometimes when you're speaking, like you're so in it and you're really in the moment, but you also have this other year where it's like I've got some business to take care of. So I could just kind of put my speech on autopilot for a little while. So that's what I was doing. Well, I decided when we came out of the blackout, look, I've just got to come clean with this audience and, and just and represent what happened like to the best of my ability. And so I, I was making a point about change and uncertainty and dealing with what happens. And I said, for example, you know, it, just a few minutes ago, live on stage, you know, I've always had this dental work in my life and I have a crown on the front of my teeth and it came loose and came out right in front of you right now in the middle of my speech. And I just smiled and it's like the goofiest, it's like, (laughs) it's so amazing how much different you look without one of your front teeth. And, and I just felt like, okay, from this point on for the rest of the speech, I have to, to the best of my ability, represent toothlessness (laughs) in the most professional context I possibly can. And I did, That's and it, it went great, and standing ovation, and I sold all my books. And while I was doing books, I asked my client if they could call a dentist in many out in the area, try to find one, because I had a speech the next day in another city. <laughs> and they found someone who could take me in an emergency situation. So right after I was done with the books, I got in a cab, I went over there, I got it glued in immediately. I made it back to the meeting in such a way 
where they they kind of reintroduced me and were like, hey, everybody, Dan got his tooth fixed. And I came up and smiled. I was like, okay, there we go. And I had a lot of people say, you know, you handled that so well. Did you do that on purpose? Is that like a fake tooth that just <laughs> comes out when you want it to? But yeah, that was that did was they, my tooth story. Did they put the same crown back in? Yes. And thankfully, I didn't swallow it. Thankfully, I didn't lose it. I found it. And that's this crown right here. Because what happened was the back of it got cracked. My lower teeth moved, which pushed it out of position. And so the dentist told me, he said, you know, this is just, let me fix this now. It's really in there. This is good, strong glue. But what you're going to want to do is replace this crown at some point, because this is only like a temporary fix. And that was years ago. And, and you I've haven't never replaced gotten, it. Mm. I haven't gotten it replaced. Are you serious? No, it's, it's still, I mean, now it's sentimental. It's like my lucky tooth. What? I thought you got it fixed after your lucky back? tooth. It's because I because it's a great story. What makes it lucky? Plus, I don't think it's going to happen again. I don't wow, think that's some amazing glue. Yeah, right. I bet that guy can make a flying car if it's that brilliant. <laughs> oh gosh, to, he whoever invented that. that glue. Yeah. Yep. But if it does happen again, then I'll know how to handle it. But I don't think it's going to happen again. That's crazy. Paolo Coelho. Paolo Coelho. Paolo Coelho, the author of The Alchemist. Has a line in there. <laughs> See if I remember it. It's like everything that happens once can never happen again, hmm. but everything that happens twice will surely happen a third time. Well, that's contradictory, right? Think there, about isn't it? that. I think I know what he means, though. Everything that ha- happens has once. happened. Everything that happens what- once can never <laughs> happen again. But if it happens, but everything that happens twice will surely happen a third time. So something has happened twice. So that first line is incorrect. If the second one is correct. Well, and the what, third one is, of course, just a possibility. What do, you, what do you think that means, Maggie? Any idea? Book club, discuss. I think <laughs> that would be a good book. I think it means something along the lines of. There's a lot of value placed in like, okay, it happened once, it'll never happen again. But if something happens twice, then that value is gone. And so it's like, okay, it's not just a one-time thing. It doesn't matter how many times now. Because you can't say anymore like, oh, it, it happened once. That's not true anymore. So what's stopping you from like a third, fourth, fifth? Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's my the way I think about it is if something happens once, you recognize that like every moment is original. Every moment is a singularity. It's like a one-time experience. But if you recognize that something's happening again, what you're doing is you're placing it in a category where you're comparing it to something else that already happened. And then now you're going to create a category and then it's going to happen again because that's how it works. Does that make sense? It's like... Even though something similar yeah. will happen, it won't be the exactly same thing unless you say it is, right. in which case you're creating a category and then the third thing happens. Yeah. I don't know. Cool line. Interesting. Speaking of lines, did you know you could get a job as a line stander? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Mom. <laughs> yep. Just you need line somebody to go stand big. in line for you on Black Mom's Friday. Been on you Mom's, Mom's been on Google. Mom's been on Google. Mom's into podcast prep these days. Well, no, I really, <laughs> something interesting came across my desk. Um, yeah, I do. I, le- I read a lot of random um, things, history and stuff. 
And I heard about somebody called a knocker-upper. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to click on that because that's probably and a virus. she did. She no, did so I opened a it. different browser. You open a fresh browser, and then you Google <laughs> knocker-upper, and then no, you find you the that's same thing. No, not something you do. Yes, you don't click on the link that sounds like crazy, especially those links that say, oh, so-and-so just, you know, we'll miss this person, and you know they're not dead. Don't click on that. But, yeah, so knocker-uppers. What do you think a knocker-upper is? <laughs> sounds like somebody who donates at a sperm bank. <laughs> What do you think, Max? Uh, Yeah, it sounds like somebody who's going to knock someone up. That's their job. No. A knocker-upper were people, especially in (laughs) England, I don't know if it was in the U.S., uh, they would come by to give you a wake-up call. A wake-up call. Knock you up. So people, yeah. And (laughs) if you go online, actually, I'll, I'll post it on our Instagram, which is just really busy with lots of photos. Um, but a knocker uppers, they would, they, a lot of times people slept in these up, you know, up upstairs above storefronts and things like that. And so they had these long poles and they would tap on those high windows to wake you up for work. And they'd keep doing it until you came out and said, stop it. Um, and Mary, I think Mary and Molly Smith, I think Molly Smith, was Mary's daughter, and she was like the last <laughs> official knocker-upper. Look but Mary Mom. and Molly, if I, I might have mixed those up, but I think that's right. They used uh, pea shooters, and so they would get dried peas, and they'd fire those up to your window until you came out and told them to stop. That you know, And then they'd come by and collect their money once a month. How so. about that? What would we do without knocker-uppers these days? I know. I guess we'd have to use our alarm clocks, our phones. (laughs) Yeah, my phone's a a (laughs) knocker-upper. Speaking of sperm banks, mom has a movie coming out. Well, that she's be next year, but next year, but she's she's basically got it in post production. And in that movie, there's kind of a heist that happens at a sperm bank, Um, and so we had to name the sperm bank this week, Mm -hmm. and. And because uh, uh, there's going to be a sign in the shot, and we came up with some good sperm bank names, but I think the one we're going to go with is well, it, I named it Swimmers. Swimmers Sperm Bank. Swimmers Sperm Bank. But my my line, the tagline was, "Choose your daddy." Yeah, by appointment only. You like that? That's the outdoor sign. <laughs> yeah, those are both good. <laughs> you uh, actually came up with swimmers too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You said it, and, I, and so I was like, yeah, because I wanted, like, a name. And I was like, that sounds like Swimmer, a person's sperm, name, but it also, Choose your daddy. you know. It could so. be. It could happen. There you go. Yeah. But if it happened once, it can never happen again. <laughs> but if it happens twice, it'll surely happen a third time. There you go. Who's surely? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> One of my lights died. I don't know if you noticed that. But there used to be a lot more light in my shot, and then it died. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's okay. It only happened a few minutes ago. Well, it can never happen again. (laughs) No, because it only happened once. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) what else have you been up to this week? Or is there anything new happening and exciting that you're thinking about doing? Um, Going home for my birthday. Oh, that's right. Getting ready to pick up my dad from the airport. Okay, so what's our plan? What are we going to do? Um, 
We're going to have fun. <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm there gonna, just, just for the weekend, essentially. We're going to drink coffee and eat food. Love it. Not in that order. We're going to eat food and drink coffee in that order. We're going to figure it out. We could go on a hot girl walk. Do you like, do you, do you like walks? I love it. I love those walks. And we're going to go um, see some friends, maybe. Maybe. Make some content. Yeah. Could happen. Most Look for likely. cars. Look Buy for some ca- pillows. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Preferably one. No, go to preferably the car two. and pillow store. Do they, is two. there a combined one? A, a combined car and pillow, pillow store. store? Possibly. Mom, did you, was that in your podcast research? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was reading. <laughs> kids zone out during a podcast. Mom. I decided to let you guys talk a little. Uh, how, how do we expect anyone She's else to listen? more random Mom research. What, oh my what gosh. was the question? What was the question? Nope. <laughs> Never mind. Never the mind. The answer Mom. is always. Okay. Is that, what was the question? And is that a bad answer? Nope. I guess you're going to have fine. to listen to the podcast to find out. Well, she will. So. She oh will, multiple God. times. <laughs> well, you know, it's always fun to chat with you guys and to do a little podcast. Thank you. Thank you Thank for listening. You. Thank you for talking with me. Thank you for <laughs> listening to most of it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed listening, go out to wholesomechaos.com. You could learn a little bit more about the podcast there and about us. You can ask questions, which we will get to in future podcasts. We read all your questions. We pick out ones that we could want to share here on the air. So please let us know what's on your mind and in your life so that we can help with that too. Uh, and it just means so much to us that you're listening. It really does. It's a huge part of our life and we're grateful that you're part of the family. So I'll see you real soon, Maggie. See you soon. I love you guys. I love you. Love you too. We love you, everyone. Take care. Have a great day and a great week. Bye now. Bye. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. So Maggie, when the guy delivers your mattress, mm-hmm. ask if he is also a bed tester because <laughs> you no, may need a bed no. tester. To I'm not going to ask the man who delivers my bed to test my mattress with me. That yeah, is a that terrible idea. But there's seriously, it is a professional sleeper. They, they'll hire people, especially at hotels, to go sleep on the mattresses. Like, how was your nap? Did, was it good? Was the bed comfortable? Was the room nice? I would love that job. I always How thought about- bed testing would be like, I want to buy a mattress, so I'm going to go sleep on a mattress in a store. Yeah. Yeah, that, would, uh, that makes sense to me yeah. that you would want to do that. But you'd be like, hey, guys, can you keep it down? I'm trying to take a nap here. <laughs> that, Mom and I bought our hot tub by taking our swimsuits to the hot, st- hot tub store and actually taking a hot tub. That's right. Yeah. Did you actually? And it, yes, and it was a good thing we did because we ended up liking a different hot tub than we thought because it was more comfortable. It fit our bodies a little bit better because we're little people. When we were floating away in the big tub, we're like, oh, no. <laughs> 